In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. It is a source of the greatest joy for me to offer the Holy Mass once again at the Shrine of Our Lady of Fatima here. I thank Mr. David Carollo, the Executive Director of the World Apostolate of Fatima USA, for the invitation to offer the Holy Mass today and for his generous hospitality. At the same time, I thank, express my deepest esteem for his faithful service of Our Lady of Fatima here for the good of countless souls. I thank also the Most Reverend James Cecchio, Bishop of Metuchen, for his welcome. I am offering the Holy Mass today for the intentions of all of the pilgrims to the shrine and of all who have asked to be, to be remembered in prayer here. Honoring the Blessed Virgin Mary under the title of her Immaculate Heart, we rejoice in the perfect union of her heart with the most sacred heart of her divine Son. From the moment of her conception, Mary's heart was preserved from every stain of sin so that she would be prepared to conceive God the Son in her womb at his coming into the world to save us from our sins. By God's special favor, she shared beforehand in the grace of salvation which her divine Son would win for us by his passion, death, resurrection, and ascension. She was always totally for Christ. At the Annunciation, God the Son took a human heart, his sacred heart, in her womb under her immaculate heart. At the moment of the Archangel Gabriel's announcement, Mary became the mother of God incarnate and at the same time his first and best disciple. Praying the Holy Rosary daily, we continually meditate upon the inseparable union of the hearts of Jesus and Mary in the mystery of the redemptive incarnation. How wonderfully the Virgin Mother of God showed her love for us at Fatima by urging repeatedly daily recourse to this most powerful prayer, the Holy Rosary. In the Gospel today, the account of the finding of our Lord in the temple, the fifth joyous mystery of the Holy Rosary, we witness the perfection of Mary's divine maternity and of her discipleship. As a good mother, she, together with her saintly husband, Joseph, foster father of Jesus, had been looking for Jesus with great anxiety. When they discovered that he was missing from the company of the pilgrims returning to Nazareth from Jerusalem. In his brief conversation with Mary, his mother, Jesus revealed his divine filiation and his saving mission for which God the Father had sent him into the world. He replied to his mother's question about the reason for his remaining in Jerusalem after the conclusion of the pilgrimage. Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? In other words, Jesus was responding to the will of his true father 
God the Father by remaining in Jerusalem, the place in which he would undergo his saving passion and death. The account continues that Jesus, respecting fully the authority of his, of his mother and foster father, returned with them to Nazareth and was obedient to them. He would continue to respect the authority which God the Father had conferred on Mary and Joseph as he had always respected it, even in the manifestation of his identity and mission by remaining in the temple at the conclusion of his family's pilgrimage to Jerusalem. The account concludes with the most significant detail. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. Mary kept every detail of the life of her divine son in her heart because she was one in heart with him. She who had conceived him by the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit and had brought him into the world would continue to participate in a singular way in his saving mission, for her heart was perfectly united to his most sacred heart. At the foot of the cross, her immaculate heart was mystically pierced at the piercing of the heart of Jesus by the spear of the Roman centurion. At her death, our Lord assumed her body and soul into heaven and crowned her queen of heaven and earth so that she continued to be the mother of divine grace, of the divine grace which flows without measure and without from the glorious pierced heart of her divine son. By her apparitions at Covadairia near Fatima in Portugal, she showed forth her immaculate heart and its inseparable union with the most sacred heart of her divine son, most of all, the work of our salvation. Responding to the grave evils of our time, which corrupt hearts, leading them away from the divine heart of Jesus, God the Father sent her to the saintly shepherd children of Fatima to warn us and to show us the way to salvation, the way away from the salvation from the deadly fruit of the evil of atheistic communism and of apostasy in the church. Mary is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah. The words of her great prayer, the Magnificat, echo the words of the prophecy. I rejoice heartily in the Lord, and my God is the joy of my soul. For he has clothed me with a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice, like a bridegroom adorned with a diadem, like a bride bedecked with her jewels. How much we should sing the praises of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, of the totally faithful and courageous Virgin Mary, who is the mother of the Redeemer who has saved us from our sins and has won for us the sevenfold gift of the Holy Spirit, which he never ceases to pour forth into our hearts 
from his glorious pierced heart. In Mary's immaculate heart, we see the flowering of the righteousness which God alone brings to the world, to our hearts at his coming. As the earth brings forth its plants and a garden makes its growth spring up, so will the Lord God make justice and praise spring up before all the nations. The Immaculate Heart of Mary, perfectly united with the Sacred Heart of Jesus, is the channel by which divine graces reach which by which divine grace reaches the hearts of men of every time and at every place. The Mother of God, our Blessed Mother, drawing our hearts to her Immaculate Heart, leads us to reflect more deeply upon our relationship with Christ, the Son of God and her Son in the Church. Our Blessed Mother reminds us that the relationship of faithful and enduring love which Christ has formed with us through baptism, confirmation, and the Holy Eucharist is the greatest treasure in our lives. There is nothing else that can be more important for us. Everything else in our lives is only good to the degree that it serves communion with Christ in our daily living. The greatest blessing of our lives is not some material good or worldly success, but the revelation of the mysteries of the kingdom which God has made to us his little ones through the redemptive incarnation of his only begotten Son. It is these mysteries which the Blessed, the blessed Virgin Mary always kept in her heart and which she teaches her children to keep in their hearts, especially through the praying of the Holy Rosary. When we truly treasure the great gift of God's immeasurable and ceaseless love of us in our Lord Jesus Christ, that is the mystery of faith, we out of joy gladly order everything else in our lives to respond fittingly to the incomparable treasure which is God's love. One in heart with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we give our hearts to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. We follow always the maternal counsel of the Virgin Mother of God given to the wine stewards at the wedding feast at Cana. Do whatever he tells you. Communion with Jesus Christ, divine love incarnate, is the pearl of great price. For it we wisely sacrifice everything else in our lives. Drawing our hearts to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, our Blessed Mother teaches us that nothing can be more important to us than the gift of God's love, immeasurable and unceasing, which destines us for eternal life with him in the company of the angels and all the saints. She teaches us to consider every aspect of our, of our daily living within the context of the mystery of faith, in which we participate the mystery of God's pure and selfless love 
faithful and enduring to the end. He counsels us to engage the challenges of our daily lives, always with reference to Christ and to his life with us in the church. He admonishes us not to spend our lives in pursuit of various treasures while neglecting the pursuit of the one treasure which really matters, the one treasure which endures unto eternity, that is, our communion with Christ in the church through his Holy Spirit dwelling in our hearts. Let us pray that our hearts, one with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, will rest always securely in the sacred and Eucharistic heart of Jesus. Let us now lift up our hearts, one with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, to the glorious pierced heart of Jesus, ever open to receive us, ever open to heal us with his saving mercy, and to inflame us with his pure and selfless love. Let us give our hearts completely into the heart of Jesus. May we, one in heart with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, keep in our hearts always the great mystery of our salvation, that mystery in which we are now privileged to share through the Eucharistic sacrifice into which we now enter. Heart of Jesus, formed by the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary, have mercy on us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, Saint Joseph, husband of Mary and foster father of Jesus, Saints Francisco and Jacinta, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.